What it do, party peeps? Welcome back for episode four. Um, This episode, as I'm sure you've seen, I wanted to talk about triggers. So there's a lot that could go into this topic, so I'm sure I'll do a part two at some point. But for this specific one, I just wanted to focus on identifying them and kind of making a plan to manage some of these triggers. Um, I had a couple different journal entries I wanted to share, but I feel like I chose the one that made the most sense after, you know, censoring and filtering out the information that I couldn't share. Um, But before we get into all of that, I again just wanted to thank you all for all the support. I really hope my message is reaching people who, like me, may have been feeling pretty alone and just kind of really need to hear or can benefit from hearing me. Um, So please, please, please continue to follow and subscribe on Spotify, leave reviews, um, follow my Instagram page for the podcast. Right now, it is um, at mistakeswerenmade underscore podcast. I might be changing the name of that soon, possibly, so stay tuned. Um, actually, if anyone wants to help me brainstorm another name for it, DM me. Um, I'll cash up you like 20 bucks and tell you like a secret cheese off the record or something if I choose yours or if you help me come up with one. Um, I've also had some people reach out and ask me to do like a live with them on their Facebook page or on their TikTok page. And I might actually be hopping in on one or two other podcasts soon too. So lots of exciting, helpful stuff coming up, guys. Um, Just stay tuned on my Instagram. That's where I post everything first. But thanks for hanging out with me. Let's get into the cheese man. All right, so I'm sure we all know what a trigger is, um, but looking up some quick definitions for it, the one that I liked in this case is a trauma trigger is a psychological stimulus that prompts involuntary recall of a previous traumatic experience. So that's what we're basing that off of, okay? Um, During the early stages of therapy after D-Day, I learned that there are actual specific doctors and programs who specialize in infidelity and betrayal trauma. Um, And they recognize that people healing from this do suffer from PTSD symptoms. And, you know, I say that with respect to our veterans and active military and anyone else who has experienced other traumatic events that definitely don't fall in the same category as infidelity. But again, it has been recognized that the recovery stages do share some uh, similar symptoms like you know, nightmares, um, obsessive thoughts, paranoia, increased anxiety, depression, insomnia, outbursts, stuff like that. So it's natural to have stronger, uncomfortable feelings in situations like this um, or whenever you're healing through something. But what I'm focusing on today are triggers that cause emotional flooding. So flooding is that feeling when, you know, your heart rate kind of starts increasing, you get a little sweaty, you can't breathe, you almost feel like you lose track of your senses and your logic and kind of those like, I'm about to lose my shit and flip a fucking table kind of moment. Um, I heard it referred to as those moments when you're having a thousand dollar reaction to a $50 incident. So that's what we're talking about here. Um, My last episode, when I gave the Chisma timeline, some of those uh, big things were what I felt like were significant for context and understanding like the, you know, the whole backstory, but there's still a ton of other little things in between. Um, If you saw a poll that I posted on my story at the end of last week, I shared that one of my random triggers is fucking cotton candy. It reminds me of Helga's business. So there are times when I see cotton candy and it makes me want to like lose my shit and channel my inner Carrie Underwood with a Louisville slugger. And 
now I have some tools in my toolbox to lessen moments like those and how to manage them um, when they do come up because, I mean, let's be honest, it's inevitable. They're going to happen. And you can't walk around breaking shit with a bat all the time. So I'm going to be sharing some of those tools today. Now I wanted to start again with uh, a journal entry. This one is from September of 2022. I was actually in the middle of a pretty dramatic trigger. Not one of my worst ones because I did read some of those. Um, that was one of the ones I chose. But I've had to edit some stuff, of course, like I've mentioned, because of legal stuff and, you know, I'm too cute for jail or whatever. But here is that journal entry. Um, so I'm currently experiencing a pretty big trigger. In my Snapchat memories, a video came up of when we were at Helga's house in September of 2021, celebrating her husband's birthday. Now I know that this day they snuck away at some point and made out in the bathroom. And on the day before, we actually had an event here at my house and I found out that they snuck off to have sex in my bedroom. Now in this video that came up on my Snapchat, I am recording... Uh, Helga and her husband do their first shotgun and me and my cousins and Kevin are sitting next to them watching while I record While I watch this video now all I can see is how he is watching her the entire time This video infuriates me so much that I'm crying at how mad I am right now Mad that they can do this mad that I didn't see it then and mad that I can't believe I'm actually giving him another chance after all that Mad that she get, she has gotten to walk away with all of it. She gets to live her life with her husband and her child and her stupid fucking business. And nobody in the community knows the kind of person she really is. She's acting so proud of the fact that she did this. And she's... What did that say? She's acting like she's so proud that she did this. And like, this is my karma and I deserve it. She gets to set all these fires and walk away while my life is still... While my life still fucking burns. He was staring at her right in front of me. Our kids were playing in the house both times that they did this. And he had no fear of losing us, no respect for me or our home. And she had no respect for their home or the fact that we were all there and present. Just feet away in the backyard. I can't believe he put me in this position. I can't believe that I still love him and for some reason want want him after they could do something so evil and wrong to their families i hate them both so much for this and the fact that they have the power over me to make me feel so stupid and so angry Ugh. now i can't stop crying i can't write anymore i'm gonna try to go for a run and see how i feel after this if that doesn't help at least i know the tequila is already in the freezer all right if you couldn't tell that was kind of hard for me to read through but i vividly remember this entry um, around this time, he was actually being super apologetic, super loving. Um, he had started writing me letters and poems and all the things. He was super on board for therapy and pushing to, you know, like trying to encourage me that we could make this work. Um, right before I saw this video in my Snapchat memories, I had actually, for one of the first times, just did my makeup. I put on a cute outfit and I actually sent him a selfie while he was at work and like a message saying something like, I'm feeling good today. I'm starting to see the hope. Maybe there is a light. Something along those lines. And after seeing that video, I was just crying so hard. I remember I just went to the bathroom, washed everything off. I went for a run. Um, I just ran until my legs like could not anymore. I came back home. 
stayed super sweaty. I threw on some sweats and a big t-shirt and the next two days were just full of breaking shit and spiraling and on and off flooding of emotions, me picking fights. Um, so it, it really set me back a lot. Like I didn't have any tools then to kind of manage that. If you remember the timeline at this time, it's when I was like being open to fixing things. Um, so I, I didn't really feel like I could turn to my support system because I mean, although I know they would never say it, um, I still feel like they would think it. I felt really judged and I would kind of feel like they'd be like, well, I fucking told you so, like, what are you doing? And blah, blah, blah. So again, felt super alone. So before something like this happens to one of y'all, um, let's go over some things that I've learned or took notes on after, uh, that may help through a moment like this. Um, I found some sayings and some tools in my journals that I gathered after the fact, and it did lessen the blow with some other events that followed after that. So again, I'll probably have to do another episode with more because there was a lot and there's still a ton that I still use, but these are some of the bigger ones. Now, number one, first, super important to identify what your flooding triggers actually are. Um, I found it super helpful to keep a notebook nearby or even just in the notes in your phone. And whenever something happens and you start to feel like that change in your heartbeat, you feel that adrenaline kind of starting to build, write it down. Describe what just happened, what you saw, what you heard, what you remembered. Um, and then at that point, do like a quick inventory of your emotions and what it is that you're actually feeling and jot those down too. Um, you know, angry, annoyed, sad, embarrassed, stuff like that. Now, if you want to take it an extra step or a step further, um, I wouldn't do this at first, but I eventually started practicing this as well. Start rating those feelings on how intense you were feeling each of this, each of these emotions. So for example, from this journal entry, I would have written down one, I felt fucking stupid, 10 out of 10, two, disrespected, nine out of 10, three, insecure, eight out of 10, four, unvalued like worthless, eight out of 10. Now, this step is hard because it starts with having to admit some of those vulnerable emotions that are deeper than feeling just fucking pissed, you know? A lot of the time, it just presents itself as anger, as anger but I'm actually going to be posting a picture on my podcast page of something that they shared with me called the anger iceberg. So check that out. Um, and that kind of describes how like anger is just like the tip that you see, but there's other deeper rooted issues that may be the root of it. Um, a big thing here, uh, like a phrase that I kept highlighting and stuff was name it to tame it. So just by being able to name some of those emotions, instead of only thinking and only sticking to I'm fucking pissed, um, by naming some of those deeper rooted emotions, it helps to give yourself a little more grace in those moments and know that those feelings are normal. They're part of the journey and it gives you a little bit more guidance on what core emotions to really tackle to prevent the anger or to help manage the anger. And then you can use that to kind of work your way back down into, you know, a reasonable mindset from there. Um, now, number two, another big thing that I started to have to wrap my, my mind around. Um, remember that what you're experiencing in these moments is just a trigger, which means that it's just a reminder of the event. It's not a new occurrence. In my case, it wasn't them doing it again in front of my face. It was just a reminder of what had already happened. So even though these triggers can sometimes put you mentally right back into the middle of D-Day or right back into the event or whatever, and it feels fucking fresh again, that's just your brain kind of uh, activating and being like, oh shit, bro, like we've been 
been here before. Remember what happened last time? This is what helped last time. And this is what protected us. So that's why we're doing this again. Or that's why we're feeling this again. But if you are able to wrap your head around the fact that this is just a trigger, not a new occurrence, um, you can actively kind of tell your brain like, yo, chill, homie. Like, it's just a shitty memory. It's not happening again. Um, it's not where we are right now. We are safe in this present moment. So just kind of try to remind yourself to stick to the facts and to the present. Now, some of the things that I talked about in the Cheese Timeline episode were huge triggers for me. These two events specifically um, from this journal entry that I talk about his um, and then another one was like his birthday party or specific dates that I saw from messages or videos between them. Um, when I kind of went back and cross-referenced stuff and would kind of look at what I was doing on that date, one of the things was like, um, so like two days after I fucking took her out for a girl's day cause she was telling me that she was stressed and she needed to get out two days after she, they like fucking hooked up on my couch, like in my house while I was at work. So then for a while, like seeing my couch was a huge trigger. I would obsess, like obsess, which is disgusting, over picturing them on it and what they were doing and the way that they described it. I just played it all out of my head. Um, I mean, I still kind of want to burn those motherfuckers sometimes, honestly, but um, stuff like that can be a trigger, like just like seeing the couch, but just remembering that it's a reminder they're not on the couch in front of you at the moment um, can kind of help you, you know, reel yourself back in. But honestly, stuff like um, those two specific dates, seeing the couch, um, even some home decor that I had in my house that she had given me, seeing all these things were like little triggers all the time. And obviously I started to live in this freaking house, you know, and I mean, I could have easily thrown the couches away or burned them and stuff, but being trying to be logical about it, I didn't. And I just kind of had to keep reminding myself, like these events happened in the past. They're not happening now. The facts right now are that he is home. She's not in our lives and it's not happening actively. And the more I practiced that, the more tolerable some of these triggers became um, and easier to kind of get through the day without wanting to burn my whole entire house to the fucking floor. (laughs) Now, the third tip is actually a little bit more tangible tool. Um that I used to plan and prepare for the shitstorm before like a flooding occurrence would happen. Now you're going to want to do this exercise during your calm moments. If you are going to try it, don't try to do this in the middle of a flooding event because it won't work. If I would have done that, I honestly just would have justified some things that would have for sure gotten me like 10 to life. Um, but this was taught to me as trigger reaction mapping. So what you're going to want to do is grab a piece of paper. Um, On the paper, you're going to draw one large circle and you're going to label that one green at the top of it, right? Then you're going to draw a medium circle inside that one, label that one yellow, and then finally a smaller circle inside that one and you're going to label this one red. Um, Now you're going to want to leave some space in the circles to write stuff, but for right now, you should have something looking kind of like a bullseye or like the target sign. Um, something like that but within these circles is where we're going to start categorizing actions that are um, either responding to the moment or reacting to the moment Um, responding is the way that we're going to describe it here responding is fueled more by logic and something that will be productive in your healing 
reacting are those actions where you're more likely to be fueled by emotion and the mom, um, in the moment temporary kind of flare-ups the stuff that's going to get you fucking thrown in jail you know what i mean so first in the small red circle start listing what you think your reactions are when you're flooded and what you feel are least productive and beneficial for you so um here's where you would put stuff again that's likely to land you in jail (laughs) and mine i listed post the fucking screenshots post the videos and everything that i have on social media and tag them oh another one was go out and hoe it up a little bit get your payback (laughs) um another one was block kevin quit my job pack up and run away um i had also listed hit kevin with my car and also go hunt down Helga and repaint my driveway with her face. Those still sound like a lot of fun. Second, in the outer larger circle that's labeled as green, this is where you're going to list your like ideal Mother Teresa kind of responses that ideally would best serve you. And the best of the best of us are I'm automatically going to go to these ones. I am not one of them. I need a little bit of work still. But um, examples of mine were calmly and effectively communicate my feelings and ask for what I need to feel supported in that moment. Um, Another one was pause and identify which emotion is this actually triggering. Um, Again, that kind of goes back to the anger iceberg thing. Like instead of just saying I'm angry, like being able to feel like I feel insecure, I feel embarrassed, I feel ashamed, blah, blah, blah. Like figuring out which emotion that one's actually triggering. Um, another one I put was the ability to be aware enough and separate the trigger from reality and knowing that this is not a reoccurrence. It is just a memory. Um, being able to ask for a break from the conversation, if it was something in the conversation that popped up, or if you're physically with the person and choosing to work through it together, this may be an opportunity to rebuild connection. And you can say something like, um, hey, I just really need a hug and I just need to cry it out. Don't say anything. I just really need to cry it out or anything that you feel would be a positive response. Um, another one that I actually forgot to write down was um, there was times where I just I used to like driving around a lot. But obviously, when you're in that emotion or when you're flooded like that, it's not too safe. So I used to kind of just tell him, like, just drive, just drive. Don't fucking talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't breathe in my direction, but just drive and just let me be. So that may be another one. Um, third, after you've done, you know, the red and the green, third in the middle circle, which is the yellow one, this is where you're going to list stuff that can help you bridge the gap between the two. So they don't have to be the best, most logical answers for now, but just things that you think, things that you think may work to help you get from red to green. Mine were going for a run, um, journaling, temporarily turning off my phone if we were like texting, if we were messaging or something, so I wouldn't be tempted to continue that conversation. Um, Other ones were cussing out Kevin, like just fucking letting it all out. Like if I just cuss you out, I won't physically stab you in the face, but I can let it all out and that'll help me get too green eventually. Um, venting to friends or family that's a little touchy because again I mean I I know I had a great support system but it was still always touchy because I knew the kind of feedback that I was going to get back Um, you may also write in there like scheduling an emergency therapy session if you have a great therapist like I did she was pretty available to that stuff I know sometimes it may not be but I mean sometimes you can do like text options or an email or just journal and email it over to them and she'll get back to you when you can stuff like that 
Um, and of course, trusty tequila was in my yellow section always. Lots of tequila. Like tequila will help me get from red to green any day. But once you have that whole map kind of done and drawn out um, and you have it like on the physical paper, next time you are experiencing flooding, you have something tangible, something you can hold in your hand to kind of help ground you and help you guide your decision making and something, you know, physical to help you reel yourself back in a little bit. Now, let's just say you're about to go fucking carry Underwood ape shit on something. Maybe the vis- the visualization, even if you don't have the paper in front of you, can still help you see like, hey, I'm in a red reaction zone right now. What's something that I know I have in my yellow that I can kind of calm down a bit, you know, bring my breathing back to center and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not built for jail. And I know this because I may have had a little encounter myself. And let me just tell you, any longer in there than what I was. And I was ready to be someone's little bologna sandwich bitch. And, uh, you know, I, I can't stay in the red for too long. I needed to talk myself out of it. And so this this map kind of really helped me bring me bring me back to logic a lot of times. Um, side note again, if you are in a partnership where you guys are trying to work through these together, don't be afraid to collaborate with your partner and share it with each other. Um, if you're on the inner side of infidelity, you can share it with your spouse and say, hey, I'm feeling X, Y, Z in the red zone and I really want to run you over with my car right now. But if you can help me with this, you know, action from our yellow circle, then it'll help me get to a green later on today, blah, blah, blah. Um, it may also look like, hey, I'm feeling this type of way from my red. I really need you to watch the kids so I can take just a quick shower and relax and breathe. Or I need you to watch the kids. I need a girl's night, something like that. Um, and that may help me, you know, get to a green response where we can continue to work through this. Now, if you're on the outside of infidelity, you... I mean, very maybe experiencing triggers and stuff too, stuff that makes you uh, feel like ashamed or embarrassed or angry at yourself or angry at your partner even um, for a different situation. So you can definitely make a map and use it on your own towards your own healing as well. And, you know, like I said, be don't be afraid to share that with each other so you guys can collaborate and hopefully move forward together. Um, now looking at my notes and stuff, when I first did this exercise, we were actually still in the trying to work it out phase. Um, and I actually haven't done it again since then. So there's some stuff now that kind of still comes up and triggers me. So I'm probably going to do it again. Um, might share that with you guys or let me know if you want to see how my circle looks now compared to then. Um, and then if you do try this exercise, share it with me, like, let me know. I mean, if you want, you don't have to do whatever the fuck you want, but if you want to share it with me, let me know what you filled in on your circles or if you need ideas and whatever. But like I said, this is a journey that we're all doing together. I'm still learning a lot. I'm still trying to manage through a lot of these things. Um, so share it with me and we can help each other through this, guys. Now, the fourth one that I wanted to share, and this one is probably the biggest and most important tip that I can offer today. If you do nothing else, if you don't listen to anything else, I say do this one. And anyone can do this. I mean, it's not just people who are experiencing triggers or who have experienced infidelity or anything. This is just something that I think everybody should kind of practice. But this is recognizing that the opposite of a trigger is called a glimmer. And I think that just sounds so cute already, but 
a glimmer are instead of those little random moments that fucking piss you off and make you lose your shit these are small random moments that bring you joy or make you smile or just bring gratitude to your day Um, so start training your brain to look for glimmers there are so many out there throughout the day and we just tend to overlook them or ignore them because we're so focused on our routine but I promise the world is more good than bad and we are just kind of selective in what we see so keep your eyes open for them and you'll find them some examples of the glimmers that I've started to jot down are like when you get the green light that you never get when your dog gives you a big old sloppy annoying kiss or when they run up to you just because they fucking miss you like how cool is that to have somebody or something run up to you and love you that much um you know if your coffee came out perfect your coffee order came out right the meeting that normally sucks was canceled or cut short the coworker that you hate has a fucking flu and is out for a week that's awesome You know, seeing your kids laughing, seeing your kids playing together and not arguing or seeing your kids just fucking quiet and letting you do stuff. You know, you were able to pay a bill or if you want to relate it back to, you know, your relationship when you guys are struggling, this may be that your spouse held your hand and for the first time you didn't want to freaking vomit. Um, You can also create your own glimmers. You can do stuff throughout the day to bring yourself joy. You know, play your favorite song eight times in a row. Play an old song that you haven't heard in a while get an ice cream on the way home before you pick up the kids you don't have to share watch your favorite episode on your favorite show just any and all little things that start to add some kind of positivity and light to your day start inviting those into your life the more you start training your brain to look and identify these glimmers then the more they will begin to appear and you'll start noticing your days will be filled you know with more and more joy more and more hope as you move along the journey because I mean, as I know, we are going to experience a lot of these triggers and there's going to be a lot of stuff that brings us back down to that negative space. So do something for yourself. Look for those glimmers. I love saying that word. It's so cute. Um, but I think that's really all I had for today. Um, oh, the last thing I kind of just wanted to maybe leave you guys with is like, if you are experiencing these triggers, Just try to understand that this is normal. It's a normal part of the healing process. It's going to be normal to have these intense feelings, um, you know, these these deep-rooted emotions. But don't judge yourself through that. Your brain is literally chemically wired to try to keep you safe and try to protect you. And it's just responding in the best way that it knows how. So your little brain in there is just as confused and vulnerable as you are. And it's going to have to learn and unlearn a lot of stuff. But you're not crazy. I know a lot of the times I felt like I was losing my shit, but you're not crazy and you can get through this. I mean, it's just going to take a lot of practice and exercises and, and research and stuff and tequila, but it's doable. Um, also these exercises are not meant to replace any kind of professional help. These are just tools that you can add to your toolbox or stuff that I've used and will continue to use again. Um, If you feel like your trigger reactions are just starting to get, you know, kind of too overwhelming or becoming like debilitating or they're just not getting any better over time, please, please, please look into either professional help or other methods and exercises to try. Reach out to me. I do. Like I said, I have some worksheets. I have books that I can recommend. Um, There's some websites. One of my favorite uh, YouTube channels that really helped me was called um, Infidelity Recovery. I'm probably, I'm probably going to have to double check that and I'll edit it again right now. Just kidding. I just went and checked and it's called Affair Recovery. And if you YouTube it, um, it has a picture of like 
this like old white man with glasses and a beard. Um, but that YouTube channel and that website is super helpful. Um, but go through that. It has a ton of, there's a website that has like articles. There's like short videos. There's even uh, workshops that you and your couple can attend in person. Um, but just remember like, don't be afraid of therapy. Like I'm a firm believer that everyone can benefit from therapy, no matter your situation, no matter your background, no matter what, everybody can benefit from it. So don't be afraid to reach out if you need it, y'all. Don't be afraid to do it. Uh, remember, you are your biggest advocate. Like nobody is going to cheer for you or nobody is going to take care of you better than you can take care of yourself. So don't be afraid to do so. But um, as far as tips and chisme, that's all I've got for you guys today. Um, like I said, I do have a ton of other tools for managing triggers and stuff. So I'll probably do another episode in the future with more. But I'll leave you guys with that for now because this episode was, I mean, really tough for me to kind of get through. <laughs> and it actually took me a while. Um, but thanks for hanging out, guys. Talk to you soon. Laters. All right, y'all. Let me just tell you, I'm going back in and adding this part after I thought about it for a little bit. Um, I wasn't going to add this other journal entry because when I found it, I'm fucking embarrassed of it, to be honest. Um... But I'm here to be authentic. I'm here to be, you know, kind of real and let you guys know the actual feelings that I was going through. Um, and one of the other journal entries was right smack in the fucking middle of a meltdown. Pretty ugly. But I know based off of the messages that I've heard from some of you guys, um, I'm pretty sure, you know, this is what most of us would have been feeling. So for making you guys wait so long for this episode you know I kind of figured I'd throw in a little extra bit of cheesement and an extra journal entry but fuck man strap in this one's a little rough this one's a little rough so this one is from September 28th of 2022 and this one was extra hard on me because it was a day before my daughter's birthday and me and Kevin actually had plans we always kind of do like a, a birthday or a midnight birthday thing for the kids and we had actually planned that he was going to spend the night this day on the 28th um, so that we could wake up my daughter on the 29th and, you know, kind of do something for her at midnight. Um, after the events of this day, I was like, absolutely fucking not. So this is how that day went. And this was my journal from, you know, a little bit after this event occurred. But <laughs> all right, let's see. Um... At 10.50 a.m. today, I received a call from a detective informing me that I am the subject of a case that came across her desk. In this case, I am the subject in question. I asked her what this is in regards to, and she said that it was involving Helga. I told her I have not had any contact with her in any way in months. She asked me if I recalled sending any messages to Helga's husband. I advised her that I hadn't had any contact with him in months either and that the last I heard from him, he was actually reaching out to members of my family and threatening to come to my house and physically assault me for causing drama within his family. Um, So that no, like I hadn't had any contact. She then said, do you remember sending him nude photos? I'm like, of me? What the hell? What do you mean? The detective says, no, of Helga. So me, are you talking about the screenshots he asked me for as proof of the affair? Is that what the report is over? 
The detective says, yes, ma'am. In case you aren't aware, it is illegal to send nude photos of someone to other parties without their permission. When can you come in and talk to me? When are you available? Me. Are you fucking kidding me? I sent those to her husband when he was asking for proof of the affair she was having with my husband. No, I'm not going to fucking talk to you. I'm going to call my lawyer. Click. Hang up. This is continuing the journal, okay? Um, Are you kidding me? Hasn't this little bitch done enough? Hasn't she caused enough fucking damage in my life? What the fuck is she gaining by doing this now? I sent them to her husband. I could have posted them all over the internet if I really wanted to. And I sent them without her permission. Well, she fucked my husband and ruined my life without my permission. I was sending them to her bitch-ass husband, who I thought was going to use them to fucking leave her manipulating, dirty, greasy ass. And instead, they are using these against me to press charges. Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck did I do to deserve all of this? How stupid am I that while all of this is going on, I'm still trying to work things out with Kevin? I saw this motherfucker this morning, and he's the one who put me in this situation. Someone said I could potentially have a fucking felony now for revenge porn by sending those pics to her husband, all because, in Kevin's words, he felt lonely and unheard in our relationship. And instead of turning to his wife to try to fix those issues, he turned to some easy whore with nasty titties to get his dick wet and boost his sorry-ass ego. This is what my life is now. This will forever be a fucking staple, a landmark, another struggle that I will have to go through. Another reason why people will look at me and say, oh my god, you're so strong. I don't know how you got through that. Remember to stay strong for your babies. Fuck that shit i'm tired of being strong i'm tired of having to struggle to get things i want i'm tired of having to fucking fight and lose and fight and lose and fight and lose all over and over again for the bare minimum of what i deserve this is where i'm at now this grimy little used up soggy condom of a human gets to win and i have to continue to be strong barf oh my god just reading that gives me the chills i fucking hate it it drives me nuts i was in such an ugly place then and i realized that those like those reactions and stuff are somewhat normal and i just have to accept and be nice to myself and accept it but fuck y'all like reading that is really hard and i'm just so glad that i've given myself the opportunity to move past that and kind of heal from that i mean it's definitely the anger and some of the stuff is definitely still there but oh my god feeling that anger and feeling that sense of like hopelessness before I took control of my healing and before I just felt like all this stuff just kept happening to me like everything was just happening to me I had no control I don't miss that I really don't miss that and I just hope that if anything comes from this podcast or from sharing my voice that it helps somebody who may be stuck in that stuff get out of it because girl if you're in that hole like I am here like let me get you a ladder let me get you a stick let me get you fucking something because we can get you out of it (sighs) but yeah that was that was a good one (laughs) um now I think I'm done now I'm gonna tap out let me go back and kind of edit this episode and Yeah, let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys again for listening. I'm sorry this one took so long to get out. Um, I really struggled with reading through some of those journal entries I came across, and a few of them were mid-flooding. I really had to woosa my way through some of those. But I do love receiving your feedback from them. 
I'm still shooketh at how many people have given me the time of day just to talk and to actually listen. In just a month, I've reached, you know, almost 400 listeners, and that's just mind-blowing to me. But, I mean, please keep sharing the link to your pages. Rate and subscribe on my Spotify. DM me on any of my socials. Um, This just kind of helps get more traction and, you know, let people know that there is something like this out there, and hopefully it helps them. Um, I'm also so serious about brainstorming a new name. I do have one in mind that one of my friends recommended. Um, I really like that one. So you guys might be seeing the change pretty shortly, but it's not locked in yet. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But please message me and help your girl out. Let me know if any of this was helpful and if there's any anything else around triggers I should cover next time we talk about this. But um, until next time, I'm going to go finish my beer. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, party peeps.